You're listening to the Infidelity and Beyond podcast. Each week, we talk about topics that focus on not only surviving, but thriving after being betrayed by a partner or spouse. It can be one of the most traumatic and lonely times of your life, and that's why we're here. So welcome. This is your safe space. Well, hi, troops. Welcome back. I'm back home in... Uh, this week in my studio, so the sound is much better. Thanks for putting up with the less than perfect sound quality last week. Now, before I start, I just want to remind you all that I love to get your feedback and comments on the shows. I get the download stats, but I don't get that it was wonderful and hit the spot stats or anything else, but I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> so emailing me is the best way to get feedback and for me to create content that you want. And if I read your email out, I will always check if you don't want to be identified, but I really value your input if I hadn't got that message across. Now, I've found over the years that having a tribe of people who understand what you are going through and can relate to the things like no one else can is actually a huge part of the healing process. So really, you're contributing to uh, the entire community. And with that in mind, I have two comments to read out this week. So Linda writes, I came across your podcast by accident when I was looking for something new to listen to. My husband cheated on me seven years ago and left me with two kids whilst he went on to build a new life without the responsibilities of a wife and children. I have built a new life with the help of family and friends, but I didn't realise how much I was still blaming him for my life now. It's kind of still letting him get away with making me miserable. So after your above and below the line thinking episode, I've done some tough reflection on myself. I know what I have to do now and I feel more positive already that I feel like I have a way out of it. Now, thank you, Linda, for sharing that part of your story and it really makes my heart happy that I've helped in some small way. This is exactly why we're doing this. And from a gorgeous friend of mine, let's call her G. Hi, G. Um, This is what she wrote to me this week. I just listened to my first ever podcast. Loved it. Hurry up and do episode five. I could relate to so much of it post-separation and love the analogies and advice you give. My other mantra was you can't reason with the unreasonable, which helped me maintain my sanity-ish throughout that time. Now, I love that saying and um, it's now become mine, G, so thanks very much. I'll take it. Um, But thank you for writing in. Now, on today's topic, on to today's topic, it's my tree. Now, what the hell is Maitri, you ask? It's a Sanskrit word, and Sanskrit is an ancient language popular with spiritual teachings like Hinduism and um, Buddhism. And the meaning of the word Maitri tends to be translated as unconditional love and friendship with yourself. It's an acceptance of who you are. It's about loving kindness and support to yourself by yourself so you can be the best person in the world and create love in the world for others it is how you would treat your best friend in the world your children your dog yet sometimes we find it hard to treat ourselves with the kindness and empathy and love that we show other important beings in our life you could call it self-care or self-love some though might call it selfish and for some reason especially when we have kids i get really cross at this because it usually comes from the women themselves who are taking care of everyone around them yet feel it selfish to go out for an evening with friends. They'll say, I feel selfish doing X, Y, and Z. 
Now, I'm not cross at the women themselves, but our society, how have we been raised and how has our brain taught, been taught to think that way, that anything that we do for ourselves is selfish? And as a middle-aged woman, I have struggled all of my married and parental life with feelings of selfishness. I used to feel guilty that my Pilates class cashed clashed with soccer pickup, even though I'd booked the class before I'd been told about the soccer practice. But that has definitely changed for me now. All of the times I've worried I was being selfish by going to yoga on a Saturday morning and not being at home with the kids. Every single time I rushed home because I felt guilty, nobody cared. Everyone was doing their thing and probably happy I wasn't rushing around trying to get stuff done and and get them up and doing things. Now, in the last year of my marriage, my ex was managing a project about 45 minutes drive from our house in a not so great area. I'd worried it was a long day for him and he wouldn't be able to pop out for lunch because he wasn't in his usual office. I remember more than once saying that the project was taking a lot of his time and a lot out of him and I really worried and I I took on more of the family load because of this project. So it turns out it wasn't this project at all, but one of the women he was seeing. Um, So it took my husband cheating on me to realize I really had to start putting myself first and taking care of myself before I take care of others. And I wanted to share two analogies about why Maitri is so important. Now, up until about the 1970s, champagne glasses used to be a different shape. Remember, rather than the long, thin glasses that they are today, they used to have a very wide brim and be very shallow, which was terrible for keeping the bubbles in, but very fun to drink from. Um, And there used to be a trick where you would stack a whole bunch of these glasses in a pyramid shape and then pour the champagne into them by just pouring into the very top glass. And as that glass got full, it would overflow into the glasses in the level below and so on. Now, my tree is like a champagne period, period, (laughs) like a champagne pyramid. You can't fill up another if you aren't full yourself. You can't be your best self for others unless you're your best self for yourself and you first. The end. And the second analogy, and it's not really an analogy, it's actually a fact, they drum it into you that you should always fit your oxygen mask before helping others when you're on a plane. Because if you are weak, if you are unwell, if you're tired or strung out, if you don't have enough oxygen, how can you help others? So self-care is not selfish. It is actually the kindest thing you can do for yourself and for your loved ones. All right, now that I've given you permission to actually practice self-care, how do we do it? I want to give you a few ideas today. These are not earth-shattering or anything you actually haven't heard before, but they work because you prioritize them and if you prioritize them. Now, it doesn't mean that they will be easy, but you are your number one priority now. You must take time for this if you are to build a better future for yourself and capture happiness in your life. Now, the first one is to be your best friend and understand that the voice in your head is actually made up. Now, I've done a bit of research about this, and we have about 70,000 thoughts a day. No wonder we're tired. Um, These are not tangible things. These are products of a very complex and very subjective brain. We think they're all unconscious, and we, we actually think they're the truth, and they are if you let them run wild and if you believe them. But I firmly believe our thoughts affect our emotions, which in turn drive our actions and the outcomes of our lives. So with this train of thought, 70,000 unconscious, unregulated thoughts are going to create emotions and actions that run us around in circles that can be completely destructive and distracting and that do not serve us at all. So rather than listening to and being influenced by the unkind voice in our head, do this instead. 
First of all, label it for what it is. It's an unregulated evil troll that likes to highlight our deepest fears and our nastiest thoughts. That's what it is. It's a troll. It's not us. And then visualize this troll. Oh, you can either visualize it as a troll or as a really ridiculous character like Yosemite Sam or the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes. I don't know why I chose Looney Tunes. I guess I'm a child of the 80s. Um, characters that are really crazy that you would not listen to in a million years. And then go one step further and take this character and shrink them down in your mind to like itty bitty less than pea size and as they shrink they get quieter and quieter until all you can hear is this little squeak going on now you can do this as either part of a quiet meditation or just as the thoughts come up and when you start to do this when you start to become aware and then really address these thoughts you'll realize just how much time these voices take up in your mind and how nasty they are and your thoughts are why they have been so powerful in the in the past that you have not actually really been conscious about addressing them and really questioning whether they are the truth or not. And nine times out of ten, they are not. Right, second one, do fun things. Now, I'm not saying you have to go roller skating every day, but you can. But when's the last time you pumped up the music and sang like, sang like no one was listening? When did you do some writing or drawing or played an instrument that you're good at? Now, a lot of pushback when I tell women to do fun things is that they don't have time. I say you do. You have five minutes in the shower to sing. You have 20 minutes in the car to listen to a funny podcast. You can read a book for five minutes before you go to sleep at night, generally with the book falling in your lap and your glasses still on. You can do something fun every day. And it not only gives you the enjoyment of doing the activity, but also gives you something far more valuable, worth. Again, Brain science tells us that when we treat ourselves as worthy, it tells our subconscious mind that we are worthy of fun and we are worthy people and that we deserve this. And that starts to roll into other areas of our life as well. So explore some new things or find something you've always wanted to do or something you know you love. Now, when I decided I was going to have a year of fun in uh, 2022, the first two things I did was to sign up for hula hooping classes and acting classes. And both of them were enormous fun. And I will talk about my acting classes on another time because that um, took me on a path that I didn't even imagine I could go on. So pick something, give it a go, have some fun. Just do it for the fun of it and be brave. Now, the third thing, make time for yourself to take care of yourself. Now, this is different, but the same as doing fun things. Different in that fun stuff is purely fun. There's no other outcome or reason for it. But taking care of yourself is doing something to help your body feel fitter and healthier, whether it be a skincare routine or exercise or making a healthy breakfast or meditating, things that make us focus on ourselves and our health. Now, I spend a fortune on Reformer Pilates. I have a subscription to the local studio that has three locations near me, and I go at least three times a week. Shout out to Soul Athletic in Bayside. Now, it's not cheap, but it's awesome. And when I first thought about signing up, I thought I'd just do maybe one or two classes a week. But I love it. It makes my body feel so good and I feel so happy afterwards. And I said, stuff it. I'm doing it because I love it. 
So treat yourself to a facial, a massage, a walk along the beach. It doesn't have to cost money. Whatever it is, do things regularly for your health and well-being. And like I said, it could be meditation as well. Number four, I want you to treat all of this as mandatory. Treat your me time as mandatory. Think about it as if it were a meeting with your bank manager or your most important client at work or your your kid's teacher. It's a non-negotiable. It can't be ignored and you can only reschedule if something really, really important comes up. Put it in your calendar and make it stick. Otherwise, you know, if people do want to meet at that time, tell them you're busy and offer up a new time. Now, just this week, there have been two different commitments for my son that have cropped up that have clashed with my Pilates classes. I didn't reschedule my Pilates, so I worked other things out. Now, I know I speak about Pilates a lot, but it is absolutely my thing about taking care of myself. So tell me what your thing is to take care of yourself. I'd be interested in hearing about what your thing is. The fifth one I want to talk about is exercise. Now, exercise to your interest and fun level. I'll make that very clear. A five-minute walk, a four-hour bike ride, whatever floats your boat, do something every day to move your body and get your endorphins pumping. And I promise you, a five-minute walk will do the world of good for your mental focus as well as just your general happiness as well. It doesn't have to be going to the gym or or other scheduled exercise it can just be something that gets your body moving and your blood pumping a bit and number six it sounds really boring but I love it so much get enough sleep getting enough sleep is the number one thing you know to do towards better health mental and physical wellness and endurance this is a scientific fact fact that's backed up over and over again by multiple studies multiple studies so getting enough sleep is the best thing you can do for your mental and physical health all right so that's my six tips for uh this week and that's um how that's some ideas about how you can bring my tree into your life let me know if you do anything else that would fit into those categories and as always I love to hear from you did I tell you that and with this in mind I have to tell you I'm going to be taking a a break for two weeks while I head off to Egypt Egypt and Jordan for the trip of a lifetime so you know I'm living and breathing my my tree mantra so it's my tree on steroids Um, I will look forward to getting your messages while I'm away and when I get back I'm happy to bore you silly about my my trip of a lifetime so take care and I will talk to you in two weeks and I really mean it when I say take care thanks bye you've been listening to the infidelity and beyond podcast we're honored we're a part of your recovery journey and remind you to seek help from friends family and professionals when you need it.